Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. She's a lesbian. I thought I'd found the one. We were good as married in my mind. Married in my mind. So good. Oh man, guys. Oh fucking man. You got into a bit of a Weezer hole this week? Welcome to page seven, everybody. Hey guys, how are you? How's everybody doing? I had a Weezer song in my head today too. Oh. The one that starts off with the about je- half Japanese girls. God damn these half Japanese girls! That yeah, that yeah. one. I've been walking around like do it to me every time, and it's really confusing to have a Weezer song in your head. El Scorcho. I don't know if you guys have heard about this show yet, but it, is, it just came out on Netflix. It's called Everything Sucks, and I am absolutely obsessed with is it. Is it good? It is great. Okay. Really? Okay. I, I saw we, the ad. Yeah, we we watched the trailer and we fi- all fit like me and Carolina figure because like we're the exact age of the like you know fourteen and like nineteen ninety seven or so. I was nervous because I was like, this is either going to be really great or it's going to just feel like a half-hearted representation of our youth. You know, <laughs> I don't know what like I haven't been able to talk to anyone about it because I've only watched it by myself. I think there's ten episodes. I'm on the sixth episode of it and I'm I, I'm obsessed with it. I think it's fantastic. I've I think they did a great job of like melding like a freaks and geeks with a with a my so-called life type thing. Really? Mm. That's and, a good endorsement. Yeah. I just uh the that's why that song was in my head because I the when the song played I was like, "Oh god, did they base a whole television show off of this song?" I'm not giving anything <laughs> away. That's like the main thing of it. It is the soundtrack is amazing. I love everything about it. It's filled with people that I don't really know any of them, so you have no preconceived notions of any of them. I think that the kids are great. I'm worried that I'm saying this too soon because then there's going to be some sort of backlash. Everyone's like, "No, we are supposed to hate it but you know what this is my (laughs) honest to god opinion is i am enjoying it very much i don't know if if you if there was definitely a backlash against it it would have come out within so how if it's 10 episodes hour long each it would have come out within 10 hours of the uh the premiere yeah i think that's right yeah and so it's not like a stranger things like it's just like a straight up 90s style like like dramedy kind of yes and I think that, that, like, the way they wrote the kids, especially as, ha- see, I, you know, it's like we're just a little bit younger, Molly and I are, but that was Henry's age group completely. And I was just like, yeah, you guys were the losers making videos and not, like, having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh, yeah, I'll totally watch that. You have to watch it. And especially, you know how I feel about Oasis, and the first episode ends with, don't look back, nigga, I heard you say. And I was just like, yeah. 
<laughs> is there a broody kid with an acoustic guitar? There's a broody uh, drama kid. For uh, sure. Yeah. yeah but okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I could fit in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's way more of an asshole, but he definitely. I feel like if you were an asshole in high school marcus and you I were was. in the drama club especially with like the big like he's got like big cargo jackets on with a bunch of shit mm-hmm. on him you know he's yep. just kind of like an <laughs> outsider oh yeah oh no so i, I so i know this which is you. <laughs> i know which character i'm definitely gonna be relating to yeah <laughs> asshole kid in the drama club that uh, uh, <laughs> you know what nobody really understands me yeah, that's, that's gonna be me I can't wait to watch just for the costumes. <laughs> it's great. You know? It's going to be a, like, it's just going to be like a, just a really uncomfortable trip down memory lane. I did not wear pants that fit me correctly until college. Yeah. Oh, there's a, the a whole lot of that in this show. Nothing fits them properly. We didn't know how to dress. <laughs> yeah, it was like mm-hmm. a defining characteristic of the late 1990s. Maybe the early ones, too. Yeah, I guess, I guess Grunge was that way, too. But, like, nobody wore correctly fitting clothes everything Mm-mm. was too big way too big or i guess sometimes in the case of like the spice girls and the baby tees like too tight and too short mm-hmm. yeah too much midriff the mm. first episode will get you so hard i just it's such a cute it's such a it's I, it's definitely like it's corny but i love yeah. it. it it's everything i wanted the show to be when i had first heard about it i was just like oh they can't redo freaks and geeks it's not gonna be the fucking same but it's not that it's just it's definitely more grounded than freaks and geeks was and um i'm just uh completely obsessed with there's so many episodes that you're watching and you're just like oh no oh god i remember feeling like that yeah because there is something about like teen dramas set specifically when you were a kid because like everybody you know every every age group kind of feels like pretty much the same thing but you feel it differently in your own time period totally and one of the things about the 90s teen dramas that did exist like party of five and my so-called life uh is that at the time those kids were older than me. Like yeah. I was like a sixth grader or something. And so I, I was like looking up to, like I ha- did not have any sort of uh, distance. Like I was just like, that's what cool high school kids do. Yeah. And so it would be a completely different trip to watch this, uh, something about the same time period, but to watch it as an adult rather than like a kid who thinks that that's actually how life is, you mm-hmm. know? And then I wonder, does that just mean that we're getting old? Because it's the same with like Lady Bird, where I watch that, see that. Have you guys both seen Lady Bird? I have not uh-uh. seen Lady Bird yet. <gasps> but I do love Shersha Ronan a lot. Right. There's a lot of compilations of her saying her name correctly, and it's very cute. She is amazing. And it, I, I think this is definitely more for Molly than for Marcus, but I watching that, Molly, watch it. And then I, that is definitely was a personification of me in high school, of just being like, oh, no, not that one. Oh, no. Oh, God. Because it's that same thing where it's set in the same, like, our, our generation. And I don't know. I guess it just means we're old now. Yeah, I think that, I mean, the 90s are now general and have been, I think, for a few years, like, the reference, like, the popular reference. But so kids, like young kids like elementary schoolers and middle schoolers will reference the 90s like that's how like i think when we were kids for a while it was the 60s and then for a while it was the 80s yeah but 
it, like the 60s, I remember had like a renaissance around like when we were in middle school. Absolutely. Yeah. Spencer's gift gifts was like full of tie dyes. And yeah. Everyone had like the Grateful Dead dancing bear poster, but nobody listened to the Grateful Dead. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. And uh, and like I remember like like um, those flowy shirts with like bell bottom sleeves were really popular. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they're so back like- now, unfortunately, by the way. <laughs> And and so now that's what it is with the '90s, and like I have like ten year olds, you know, talking about how that's from the '90s, yeah. and and like I had a student a few years ago now, like walking around singing the theme to "Wake Up San Francisco" on Full House, <laughs> and I was like, like a twelve year old, and I look at her like. How? What? <laughs> but like that's there. I guess that's like the way that I would watch Bob Newhart. Mm. You know, they watch Full House, which that is actually makes me feel extremely old. Yeah. Ugh, there's just so many. You know, it makes me not feel extremely old is Honey Boo Boo. Guys, Honey <laughs> Boo Boo is back on she the scene. She makes me feel young again. Makes me feel young again. <laughs> actually, technically, just makes me feel really sad again, um, knowing that she's just <laughs> now, she's 12 years old. Did you know that? She's still, wait, that, I, she's been a child for a long time. She has been a child forever. And I was reading this up. I watched her latest, uh, she had this video that just went viral uh, recently because there was all these people telling her that she was acting black and she needed to stop. And her huh. response to it, see, this is before I found out that she was 12 because I, in my, the back of my mind, it's like, oh, she's like 16 by now, right? Yeah. Yeah, because she's, like, we've been talking about Honey Boo Boo since the beginning of this podcast. Well, I guess what she started with uh, this whole thing when she was about seven. Because I think it was Toddlers and Tierras. Yeah. So she was real. That yeah. was her origin. Like so six, she was six real or little. So that was, yeah, that was like six years ago. Damn. But especially with her response, I was listening to it, and Natalie was listening to the other room, and she's like, she's like, is that Honey Boo Boo? She shouldn't be talking like that. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but so her response to people saying this and like giving her shame was she's like, let me just tell y'all. Someone just told me to stop acting black in my comments. Honey, the last thing I am is black, honey. I'm white. Look at my face, hun. I'm white. White. And then she says, and I want <laughs> and I want to know and I want to know how the fuck you act a color. Like how you wake up one day and be like, hmm, let's see, I'm gonna be purple. Ho, you can't act a color. You can be a color, <laughs> but you can't act a color. And weirdly enough, I found it fairly hashtag woke. yeah i've listened to this and i'm like i think you're doing all right honey boo boo i think you're deal you're handling this pretty well wow woke honey boo boo who would have known seven years ago that woke honey boo boo would be in our futures mama june is also um i feel like slightly woke because she lost a bunch of weight and everyone was like we'll treat you like a human now Mm -hmm. and she was like that's that's unfair of you yeah that's shitty Uh, yeah so i feel like i'm I, I I've been I, I feel like I've I'm really enthusiastically in the in the team Honey Boo Boo family now. I'm reading this uh, probably the same article that Jackie has up, but it says in a recent episode of the Honey Boo Boo show, uh, Honey Boo 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 asked her mother to teach her about sex. Asked her, "Will you teach me about the birds and the bees?" And Mama June said, "There's birds that live in trees. Sometimes the bees get stung by the birds because they want to eat all their food." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mama June. Is that how she got all of those children? <laughs> <laughs> and then Bunny Boo Boo said, I thought the birds and bees were about sex. <laughs> I Wait, uh, I'm sorry to get a little bit primitive here, but can we back up to they still have a show? 
I get on Wii. Wii. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Honey Boo Boo's on, not, not only is Honey Boo Boo on television, but also there's From Not to Hot, the Mama June story. Ah. Uh, that's what everybody's mo- following. And they're just but that's the whole thing is that this show is that it's great that she lost all this weight. I guess she worked it all off. She's got this weird semi-hot boyfriend now. Go for her. I'm happy for her. Sugar Bear Sugar Bear's out of the picture. Yeah, Sugar Bear's out of the picture. She's got a new boo. But the problem is, is that like she's still just put instilling all of these like horrible eating habits into the kid. Like it's like you should be teaching them to take care of themselves as well because, like, Honey Boo Boo doesn't look like she's 12 because she's, I mean, I, not that I should talk because I definitely looked like that when I was 12, but it was rough for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? She's got, she's, she is developed. Um, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, what would you say, Jackie? Mm. I wouldn't say thick with two C's, but I would say thick with a CK. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's like, she's yeah. Get, she's edging towards looking like someone's aunt. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, it's like I was wearing a bra at, at age of eight. It wasn't because I had breasts, just because I had to put the fat somewhere, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and the, I think the thing that creeps me out the most, and maybe this is, you know, not what should be scaring me the most, is that she has these really long fake nails on. Hmm. Uh-huh. What an odd life. Yeah. I, I mean, think about the entire time we've been doing this podcast and think about being a famous child that whole time. And how weird you must be by now. And the kind of famous that Honey Boo Boo is. Right. Famous for basically being like ridiculed famous. Like everyone, yeah. you're famous because everyone wants to point and laugh at you. Yeah, joke famous. Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's kind of sad, but at the same time, I think that they still go by the whole thing that where Mama June was saying that they were going to keep all the money um, until they were 18. That they, Like the kids weren't allowed to touch any of the money. So I still enjoy that. I still think yeah, on like, some level she's a good mother. I think so. Like, I, I mean, whenever I've watched Honey Boo Boo, I've like really enjoyed the time that they spend together. They seem like a family that spends quality time together. Oh, hell mm-hmm. yeah. That reminds me of our uh, new Zabrowski roll calls. Have I told you guys about Zabrowski roll call? I have not heard about Zabrowski roll call yet. Oh, man. So we've been really trying to keep the fun alive in our household. As everybody knows, I live with my brother and his fiance. And so when we're working in separate parts of the house, Henry will randomly scream, Zabrowski roll call. And then he goes, <laughs> I'm Henry. I'm Henry. Until one of us will start clapping as well. And they'll go, I'm Jackie. I'm Jackie. And then Natalie has to do it. And we have to go around and around until we're happy again, which is difficult when we're all working in different separate places in the house. But there's also lots of fun different things that we've been doing, which I highly recommend everyone do. Start picking random pieces of songs, walk into someone's bedroom when they're working on something, or Lord knows what they do in their bedroom, and Henry busts in, he's like, whoop, whoop, and he points at me as I'm sitting on my bed. It's like, can I help you with something? And he goes, whoop, whoop, and he points at me again, and I'm just like, move over that ass too fat. He goes, whoop, whoop, and he does it again, and move over that ass too fat. He will not stop until I'm smiling. It's actually, it's kind of a lot of fun because there's a lot of different songs that he's getting very inventive with them uh with the whole Zabrowski roll calls my favorite one was yesterday I woke up I was just brutally hungover I'm making like making coffee and he comes up and he he just like gets in my face and he goes and then got really close to me and I was like oh 
I'm like, oh. And then he sang all, all, all of No More I Love You's in its entirety to me. So, you know, there are different ways to get a smile on a human being's face. I highly recommend that everyone in their family and in their household start roll calling. Hmm. With roll call, do you do you like trade off? Like once you start, does Henry stop, or does it like a core, like a round where you keep going all at the same time? It depends on what we get into. Usually, we get into a jive of different kind of clapping together, uh. and uh, this, so that happens sometimes. And sometimes we get in a round, and sometimes he'll just keep going. He just will just he just won't stop. So um, I just <laughs> I've been really having a lot of fun with our roll calls. Well, something I know that both you and Henry have been watching because I talked to you about it and I saw Henry post about it online is Queer Eye. And I know you talked about it last week and I know Marcus is not yet watching it. I say yet, like you're definitely going to. (laughs) But I just wanted I just now that I'm I'm only three episodes in, but now that I've joined that party and I know a lot of listeners are also watching it. I just want to know who you think is hottest and why. It's really difficult. I feel like this is like a fuck, marry, fuck situation for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think number one, Henry and I have talked ad nauseum about it, is that Karamo is going to be president someday. Uh-huh. And yes. Anything that Karamo has to say to me, I would believe hook, line, and sinker. I think he is a god damn. He is just, he's, a, he's an Adonis. I want, I want him as my, my mother and my father and my children and my uncle and my husband. Well, and the best thing about Karamo is like, you know, what what I had kind of forgotten the original show did so well is like to be like, it's not really about the fact that gay guys are good at dressing themselves. It's about the fact that straight guy like the straight guys they're finding are in a crisis of confidence yeah. and that the, sh- the process is as much about cutting their hair and giving them a nice outfit as it is about building their confidence and like that's what makes you feel so good and Karamo he just like takes him aside and just like he's like a it's like better than a like a psychologist because he just starts asking them questions and, it, and they just start opening up and they're like yeah, I guess I kind of built up these walls around me. And it's like, it's this like brilliant experiment in masculinity of like these guys just being like, yeah, you know, like I am suffering and like admitting their their harm and their hurt and like, and then by the end of the show, they're all crying together. And it's like, it, it is it is working for me. It does sound very sweet. Yeah, it is yeah. really sweet. Marcus, I really think you should watch it. I could use more sweet in my life. It is very sweet. It's it's uplifting. It makes you believe in humanity. Just in this time when we need it so badly, go ahead, toilet flush me. That <laughs> Karamo fucking bringing in. I love that he's like the culture aspect of it. And man, his facial hair is so perfectly sculpted. I never thought I cared about that until I did. <laughs> I never thought I cared about it until you watched Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and you realized that every man's problem can be fixed with like beard trimming. Like every <laughs> single man on the show, they just like the haircut, yes, but like many of them have just like not trimmed their beard properly and it really transformed their, their whole face. Do they do uh, an update where they see like, uh, did he keep up with the beard trimming? So kind of they do like a, it's not really like any time later. They do like a, they send them off on their own. Ah, to but do, it's not like hoarders where they do uh, like an epilogue. <laughs> no, there's no epilogue, although that would be extremely satisfying and it would be really satisfying 
somebody should make this show where they go back to all of the people on the first season of Straight of Queer oh. Eye, like Oof. you know, fifteen years ago, and see how those guys are doing. How many are dead? <laughs> Probably a good amount of them at this point. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. <laughs> I've just I've long, never long enough for a group of men to die. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of people can die in fifteen years. <laughs> Of of all the things that I've ever, I've never been jealous of Henry for anything, except for the fact that he tweeted at Karamo and Jonathan, and they both started following him back. <laughs> and I think it's because he's got that goddamn check mark, and they <laughs> followed him back, and it makes me so upset because now they're not like talking. It's not like he tweeted at him, but at the same time that he could, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell him he's got to start tweeting a lot about you and how great you are. I'll ask him. I'll see if he can pump that in. I'm like, hey, you just do it for me so that Jonathan can love me. See, I also really love Jonathan, but then I went into a weird hole of his, um, uh, what is it called, like the Hair of Thrones YouTube videos that he has. <laughs> I, I I have not seen that. I have I have yet to follow them on social media actually, but I definitely find myself increasingly in love with Jonathan. Even though, and it's I I feel so um, wrong about this. Like I I feel very conflicted about it. But I don't usually find myself attracted to men with very long hair, which is very. Uh, I feel like judgmental and gender normative of me, especially since I have super short hair. But I understand not everybody's attracted to short hair. Um, And I don't really love him when his hair is down, but when his hair is up, I was like, that guy's not hot. And then he put his hair up in a ponytail to do the cutting. And I was like, ooh, yes, please. I am completely obsessed with him. It's also, it's called Gay of Thrones. It's on Funny or Die. And he redoes all of the hair stylings from the Game of Thrones. That's where he got famous, I guess. I'm he's I just I think that we could raise a family together really well you know in a very platonic way very platonic way I think that but we could still be married and we still share a life together this is like this is my quintessential of just like all of my high school just like these are all of the men that I find so fucking hot I gotta say Anthony is my is my it's like the normal it's like liking the it's like that's like liking Nick Carter and Backstreet Boys but you know (laughs) but Anthony he is he's the food one Marcus he's not I don't think he's my favorite on the show but he's definitely really really hot uh, just because I feel like he's showing these like shlemiels how to make guacamole it's like that's easy yeah to do. I, I have not been impressed with this with his um cooking like what he's the cooking skills he is imparting but I do think that he is maybe the hottest although again when when Jonathan put his hair up, I, I, he was transformed in my mm. eyes. I don't mean to, I definitely not trying to hate on men with long hair. I just personally, it's something I've been trying to confront. Like, why don't you like men with long hair? And I just can't, I just personally keep coming up against the wall. I looked up a picture of uh, Jonathan and actually the way the picture looks, uh, I did not at first know that he had uh, long hair. It looked like he had like a hat, like a cowboy hat <laughs> that was placed behind his head. Like he had like a little neck string so he could put his little hat back. But now I see that it's just a, he, he had a bad hairstyle that day. He puts it in a big like bouffant sometimes. Mm. And yeah, and it's he does have gorgeous, gorgeous hair. It looks oh. like, now that I look closer, it is gorgeous hair. It reminds it, me of the hair that I used to have like, <laughs> long, long ago. My, my gorgeous long locks. Bring it back, Marcus. Bring it fucking back. I can't. I'm too old now. No, you're not. You're never too old. My hair is no longer gorgeous. Not like it was when I was a scant 20. A lot of these guys, they have the long hair, and instead of cutting it all off, they just trim it, and then it looks very nice. Mm-hmm. 
It's all about the grooming. That's what Jonathan says. The only thing I really loved about Anthony is that in the last episode, he was wearing this shirt. And he usually wears the Strokes shirts, which I find very interesting. That he almost only predominantly wears Strokes shirts. which Like the band, the Strokes? Like the band. I find it very interesting. Yeah. But he had this shirt on in the, in the end of the last episode. The last episode is about firemen, and it's uh, it's fantastic. God, do they love those firemen. And <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. They're so over, like, just, like, all over them. It's really great. But Anthony has – I don't know if I've ever talked about it on, on this podcast before, but it's the saddest book I've ever read that I'm still completely obsessed with. It's called A Little Life which I think I brought up at least once or twice because it really ruined my life while I was reading it. And he had this shirt and it just said, it's like one of those like big like block letter shirts of names. It just says Jude and JB and Willem and Malcolm on it. And I was just like, <gasps> it's a, an, a little life shirt, which number one, why would you make shirts to sell about the saddest book that has ever been written of all time? <laughs> and B, why would you wear it while you're trying to bang a bunch of firemen? Is it like a, is it like the type of sad book that you read and then you like bond with somebody who you're going to make out with about it because i love to read sad books and then talk about it with people i want to make out with it's more the kind of thing where you bond with people where it's like why did we read this it's very it's, <laughs> it's very like you know lgbt like positive it's very like queer positive it is just like it's just the set it's like about the saddest love and the saddest like people that just had like unfortunate things happen to them and it's I really see. well written but it is but that is also why I love Anthony. But I'm sorry. We talked about Queer Eye last week. I really love Queer Eye, though. It's really great. Yeah, well, thank you. I just wanted to know who you wanted to bang while I watched so that I could compare and contrast how we felt. It seems like we feel pretty similarly. It's definitely Karamo is my number one. Marcus, did you look up a picture of Karamo? Let me look up a picture of Karamo. He's Please very, very do. handsome. I want to hear your hot take on it. K-A-R-A-M-O. Oh, Karamo with a K. Karamo! That's what I yell every time he's on screen. <laughs> I've watched I them a lot all of people twice. In, a lot of people in the group love Tan. I do. That's Henry's favorite. Really? Yeah, Henry's favorite is Tan. So we, we go back and forth of who we love the most. Oh, Karamo looks... Yeah. Right? Uncle. Isn't he so nice? <laughs> he looks so very nice. It's like, yeah, come on, let's go have lunch together. Yeah, you definitely want to be his good friend. Yeah. Yeah, but I also want to take a tequila shot out of his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know the other major big-ass celebrity news was such such that Gideon was like, have you seen it? And I was like, I, I haven't, but I know I have to for page seven is the Fergie National Anthem. Oh. I gotta, I gotta go out there right away with a perhaps unpopular opinion. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, I thought it was fine. It's just she just jazzed it up. Yeah, and that. Poor, poor drummer on the brushes trying to keep up with her stupid rhythm. <laughs> That's the type of detail that, that I don't catch as a non-drummer. But I just like that Jimmy Kimmel called it unusually sultry, which is the <laughs> nicest way to describe it. And then when they panned over to all the basketball players, and they're all just like, oh, no. Oh, I'm beautiful. Play a ball game. It's like, yeah, just think about the ball game. Don't smile. Don't <laughs> laugh at it. 
You just think about your yeah, ball game. There, it's like a game. It's like that, you know, the the game. Like I play a game with my students a lot, where you know you try have to try not to laugh, and people mm. have to do it. It's like the, while all of them are definitely like. They're, they're you can see like the process they go through they're like thinking about it and they're kind of like looking around like is this a slightly abnormal version of the national <laughs> anthem because they must be so used to hearing all the time yeah. and and super focused on the game at the same like super focused on the task ahead and, right like, just the national anthem is just something that happens and you just you're thinking about the game and all that and then like out of the so you're just kind of thinking like wait a minute uh, <laughs> can you yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a kind of gradual realization from the beginning of the song to the end so that by the end they're definitely like actually looking at each other and making eye contact <laughs> and have kind of like furrowed brows of like this is this is not typical. It's weird. Yeah, I just I but at the same time see you know I love Fergie. I want that milf money. I got that. I got that. I got that milf money. You know she is the creator of milf money. And to me that song is perfection but i love that she just like came out and she's like i'm a risk taker artistically but clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone i thought that was a classy way of saying like bitches i fucking tried something you didn't like it whatever and that makes me like her even more because it's like yeah she just wanted to jazz it up i guess it wasn't good but she had fun with it, and she didn't really give a fuck what everybody else thought about it. So, And it's a worthy experiment. We always sing the national anthem pretty similarly. The only variation is how slow are you going to do it? Yep. And how wavy is your voice going to be, and how much vibrato are you going to use? And so I appreciated the her urge to take an experiment. It's, at first, when I saw everyone was saying how she bombed the national anthem, I assumed that it was like a, a Roseanne situation, you know? Mm. But she was... When Gideon and I watched it, I was like, oh, I assumed she had gone out of key. And Gideon was like, I wouldn't say she was in key necessarily. (laughs) But, you know, I don't think it was Fergie's best singing. But it was more just that she had just like a kind of a, she turned it into kind of a frolic where maybe it shouldn't have been. (laughs) Yeah. I like that a lot of people said that she was channeling Bjork, which she definitely kind of was. I thought it was like a mixture of like a Bjork with the, um, what what was it called when it was like, Yoko and John Lennon were in the room, like in their womb again, and they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. What was that? What what was that thing uh, called? We called that crap. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not my thing, but you know, I, I mean, I like Bjork. I just that stuff. The the more the Yoko stuff is not really my my jams, but I, you know, I think that she was having fun with it, and I just will forever love Fergie so much. And yeah, you know. Comforted her afterwards was Josh DeHamel. I don't really know how to say his last name. Her ex. DeHamel. DeHamel? Are we talking DeHamel's there? DeHamel. The guy from that movie whose name we couldn't remember that one time that has all those words in it. Hamilton. Todd Hamilton. Skarsgård? No, the name. What's that damn movie that Josh DeHamel was in? It was like the. Chad Chad Hamilton. Uh, Yeah, yes. I'm in love with with the Chad. Chad. Win a date with Tad Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> Sad Chad Hamilton. <laughs> that's the only thing I know. As far as I know, that's the only piece of art that Josh Duhamel has ever made. He's probably had a career since then. Apparently, Josh Duhamel is hiding a Jennifer Garner relationship. Interesting. Ooh, well, good for her. Well, we don't know that. That's just that's what Gossip Cop is saying. I'm into well. it. Jennifer Garner deserves hers. 
Exactly. Get it, girl. You look fabulous. You let your children wear whatever the fuck they want to wear, and I like that about you. I love everything about you. You got to get rid- get Ben Affleck out of your life, girl. Yeah, and Josh Duhamel is, um, even though he's like, very generically hot. He's definitely significantly hotter than Ben Affleck, who's also very generically hot, if hot at all. I don't think he is hot. I don't know Josh if I've Hamill. ever been attracted to Ben Affleck before. Ben, yeah, he's a plain. Yeah, he's got big head. Big head. Yeah, plain face, big head. I mean, again, he'd probably be fun to party with until he started to cry. But then, out <laughs> after that, it would be rough. Yeah, neither neither Matt Damon nor um, Ben Affleck are attractive to me. But I bet Matt, we've talked about this before that Matt Damon would be like super fun to hang out with. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. you guys think that? I don't. Th- I don't want it. I think it would be boring. Anyway. I think. I think it'd be fun to hang out with, and then like the night would take like a very uncomfortable turn. But uncomfortable isn't like he's gonna try to get you to do something dangerous. Yeah. Like get on the back of his motorcycle while he's real drunk. You know what? I'm not gonna say I wouldn't do it. I would choose Matt Damon over Ben Affleck to hang out with any day. Yeah. But I think that I only want to do it for a few hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not a full night. Yeah. But Marcus, how are you spending your mornings now that Wendy Williams uh, is taking a three week hiatus? You know what? I uh, I stopped watching TV in the mornings. <gasps> I I stopped watching. I uh, I wake up in the morning. I I check uh, the Hill and Politico and the Washington Examiner and uh, the Weekly Standard and all sorts of other news sites, and then I get to work. But Wendy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else is the end of an era that we didn't even talk about is now that Matt Lauer got booted, which is you know uh, we're not going to get into, but that was obviously toilet flushable. You know, supreme. A, a toilet flushable uh, subject. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the Hoda Copy, the one and only, replaced him, and so I assume that means she either is now getting drunk much earlier in the in the morning, or she's not getting <laughs> drunk at all. What happened to Cat? Does what happened to Kathy Lee? I did. I'm pretty sure what happens now is she does her full thing, and she still does her thing with Kathy Lee. She stays. So I think she probably drinks during like the third and fourth commercial breaks to get all warmed up, and then by the time she gets on stage with Kathy. Who, Lord, she's going there. Well, oh at that point, God. she probably feels like she really earned it, you know, because she's been working for two hours. Like, Hoda, if you need a break, give me a call. I will <laughs> always be drunk at 8 o'clock in the morning. I will fly out to New York, and we will slam through this show. Yeah, if, whatever whatever executive, NBC executive, is listening to page seven really needs to know that Jackie and I are the next Hoda and Kathy Lee. And it's really unfair that they haven't just acknowledged that yet because Kathy Lee's got to retire at some point. She has to. She is. Oh, you ladies are next in line. I know it. I feel it. We've been practicing for this for years, (laughs) both the drinking and the chatting. (laughs) <laughs> Skills we have cultivated. Uh, I'm ready for wine Wednesdays and tequila Tuesdays. Oh my God, we're gonna have to come up with a lot of other things, but it's gonna be great. I just feel <laughs> bad for Wendy Williams. She's got Graves' disease. Yeah, what is this Graves' disease? It's something about a thyroid. I looked up the Wikipedia of it, and I was just like, I don't get it. Too many words. <laughs> Didn't we decide that Wendy Williams is is too mean? Yeah. Wendy Williams is way too mean. Throws too much shade. She does throw too much shade, which is why um, Chris Brown, of all people, disgusting-ass Chris Brown, came out and said that it was bad karma that Wendy Williams got so sick because she spends so much time, quote, dissing him. That's why she got Uh, so sick. uh, That's such a shitty thing to say. 
Also, you're very godlike. Yeah, you're disgusting. Yeah, that's Chris Brown needs to not be in public anymore. No. How is he still going? Also, you want to talk karma? Mm. Yeah, he's never (laughs) he's never really atoned or anything. No, nor nor did he really get punished for it at all. Yeah. Like Michael Vick atoned much more than Chris Brown did. Mm hmm. And at least R. Kelly just lost all of his houses. So, you know, <laughs> at least maybe he's finally getting his, that cult leader, child pisser on her. Yeah, I don't know if, Col- if R. Kelly is ever going to atone, but he definitely is finally facing some hilarious consequences. Did you guys see the Twitter thread? No. Of, uh, um, it was like a Fox station that, re- that tweeted out the... Um, that that R. Kelly was losing all of his homes, and then it proceeded to be with the Fox thread, partici- the Fox Twitter handle participating, like a local Fox affiliate, not Fox News, uh, rewriting the, the the words to remix to ignition, but about how R. Kelly doesn't have a home anymore. So it was like <laughs> now he don't have a kitchen, and it's oh, like it's it, it goes on, <laughs> it goes on all through. It's like there's like. 10 to 12 tweets about it it's it's extremely satisfying nice even though homelessness in general is not funny (laughs) (laughs) thank you molly all right now it's time for the list (laughs) who's on the list marcus gotta gotta have that that list list. groundhog day babies (laughs) (laughs) i didn't have a lot of time man i've been working like oh no no straight since like 11 a.m yesterday i haven't had time no i was just thinking about the groundhog the other day was i talking about that on here that i was just like i'm so excited because i love groundhog day and then realize it doesn't apply to me anymore because i'm in oh. la and it made me yeah. so sad yeah that's right it doesn't nothing matters to you anymore nothing matters to me anymore <laughs> don't be sad because groundhog day just always pisses me off because there's just dangles a possibility in front of you it's never going to be warm no within six weeks well it's, we got one warm day yesterday yeah but then it just hurts all, it's just a tease yeah that was so awesome and then you walk outside this morning and it just hurts all the more mm-hmm. hurts more it's rainy it's awful yeah and gray Shakira was born on Groundhog's Day. Oh, those hips. Don't lie. I wish I could do a good Shakira, and I, I can't, and it breaks my heart. February 2nd is already Aquarius territory, right? Those aren't Capricorns anymore, are uh, they? Yeah, it's Aquarius. See, Firmly in the middle of it. I like this uh, list because it also will serve as to tell me who my fellow Aquarii uh, are. Farrah Fawcett. Mm, don't care. <laughs> Whoa! I don't think you're going to care about any of these. I actually. care about Shakira, but it's not, not the best list. <laughs> uh, huh? Why don't you like what? Farrah Fawcett? Is she bad? I, did, I don't dislike Farrah Fawcett. I just have literally no feelings about her one way or the other. Oh, Graham Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I'm happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> When uh, is that going to go on tour again? I want to see CSNY. I would sell everything that I have, which is not a lot, and I would go see CSNY if they toured. Data from Star Trek. Data from Star Trek? Brent Spiner, yeah. I care about that. He's great. I've only ever seen two episodes of Star Trek in my life, but one was about Data. Oh, we're going back through and watching all the Star Trek Next Generation. It's like our late night TV show right before we go to bed. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's a great, you know, it's, it's very nice. It's goofy, fun, rompy fun. Yeah. You know what's really sad? Our new home, uh, our home show at night is 90 Day Fiance. And <laughs> it We've is- watched 90 Day Fiance quite a bit as well. Molly, get on the 90 Day Fiance train. 
I've it, been intrigued. I see the commercials when I watch Top Chef and I'm like, ooh, ooh, yeah. And then I don't is, seek it out. It's so upsetting. And what you will be happy about is that it goes both ways. It's not just like men with women that, that they're, they're buying the women. It's also women with young men as well. Yeah, we got actually for some reason got really obsessed with mail order brides there for like a few weeks. And we watched like everything we could find on mail order brides, like all these documentaries and all this type of shit. It's a bizarre bizarre world but yeah. 90 day fiance is just a bunch of like bad people trying to get married fast right or is it is it there a more of a scheme to it no there's more of a scheme to it so basically it's it's people that that meet online and see we had like my, like someone that was in my family before uh that he did the same thing where you meet someone online but to get their visa to allow them to become an american is you have to they have 90 days that they that you guys are engaged and you have to marry within the 90 days or else they get shipped back. Oh. And you have to prove that you actually love each other and that it's not just a sham marriage. And yeah, it that is rough. Like a good show. <laughs> it's it's rough. And there are just some, some of the things are just it's just it's upsetting. And <laughs> so, like you could only watch every episode for some reason is like an hour and a half long. And you get to like midway into the second episode and you're just like, I can't do this. <laughs> I have to take a break. And, and on the TLC app that, that you can get on like Apple TV, I feel like I'm a, a saleswoman right now. It, it's crazy because they've got all the TLC shows and it's free. But then it has like all the weird TLC shows that I didn't know about. There's so many weird ones right now, and it's crazy. And you know about many of the weird ones, so I'm sub- if you don't know about them, they must be really inappropriate. Uh, it, <laughs> and it's offensive. rough. I am really upset because they stole my goddamn idea. Is because I wanted to do brother husbands, and now they have brother husbands. Uh. And it makes me very upset. But uh, Sister Wives is in its 12th season that I'm watching right now. And um, <laughs> I can't believe it's still going, guys. Is brother husbands like people like Josh from Clueless where it's your stepbrother and then you marry him? Or is it like polygamy but in reverse? Polygamy in reverse. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't even know they did that. Mm-hmm. And it, there's not enough holes in a woman. But, you know, you try and you try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for Blind Item. Ah, we can't see up. We only got one, and we got to make it short because I got to get out of here. But this one's juicy. This A-plus list coupler using one of their children to launder and hide money with all kinds of companies and accounts created in their child's name. Very Sorry. famous. No, 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 no. This, this couple's together. They work together. Business people. Day Wait. and Bay. Day and Bay. Whoa. Using Blue Ivy to launder a little bit of money, or money around. Huh. Why do they even need to do that at this point? I have point? no idea. If you have that <laughs> yeah, much they got money, more money than God. That? <laughs> this fine item may not be true. Yeah, you know. But also, Blue Ivy is, is becoming quite a little fashion diva. I tell you what. She, you can see the dude all over that child's face. I really like, um, like non-baby Blue Ivy, and I like her personality and i like when i really like when she dressed like prince even though that was last year Mm -hmm. um but i feel like now her parents have to like deal with her in public and it's like a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) all right that's all we got time for this week uh we'll be back next week and don't forget about the patreon starting this week there will be episodes of riverdale roundup starting from episode one available on the patreon 
And what is that? Patreon.com slash page seven podcast. Correctos. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.